What is up, party people? Here we are at the end of the year, and let's go over some of the things we loved and hated about 2020, not just in sports, but as a whole. It has been quite a minute since we did our Thanksgiving episode. I've been on a break. I've been a little bit lazy and also busy with work, and everyone has been trying to get through what has been an unprecedented year on so many levels. So I hope you're safe. I hope you find this episode entertaining and fun. And let's get to the list. Let me know in direct messages or comments if you have any other best and worsts of 2020, not only in sports, but in a year that none of us will ever, ever forget. We will all remember what we were doing in 2020. Alex is here as a guest to break it all down. Let's get started. Happy New Year. It's coming. It couldn't come any faster than, you know, anyone wants it to, right? I know. This year is finally gonna die. And uh, not that, like, the next month will probably be anything spectacular, but at least 2020 will be gone. We can try to walk into 2021 with hopefully at least a better outlook on things. 100%. January 20th will feel a lot better. Uh, at least here in the States. So, mm-hmm. and we'll start moving things slowly forward. One step at a time, baby steps. There is a light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccine and just, you know, <sighs> competent leadership, all those, all those things, you know? <laughs> yeah, a lot of things within the next month will be changing for the better, I think. So that's the hope. That's the hope. And so today on the podcast, we're talking about the best and the worst of 2020. We're going to do first our best and worst in the sports category and then our best and worst in 2020 overall and alex i'm gonna start with you we're gonna go negative first give me one give me your i don't know if you rank them or if you just randomly have them on a list i ranked mine like an idiot but that's just me mine are pretty ranked at least this category i would say it's pretty ranked yeah the third worst thing in sports this year This one is, uh, it's for me personally. Yeah, that's the whole point. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, the Dodgers winning the World Series. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. And that, why is that the worst, third worst, at least it's the third worst thing. It's not the first worst thing. Yeah, like I'm not going to let that ruin my 2020, but like, ugh. (laughs) Eye roll. Mega you, You are a bandwagon Giants fan, so... Of course, I know the eyes roll, the eyes roll for those that can't see her. But it was the worst thing because uh, why? Uh, Well, I do think it is uh, 2020 is kind of just like for most sports. I'll, I'll give basketball a pass because they had like most of their season and then had to take a weird hiatus and then came back into the bubble, into playoffs, and finish things out. Um, but everyone else had, like, half seasons. Any, any even baseball had, like, a third of a season. And it was just kind of weird. Like, it just kind of didn't feel like a real World Series. But, you know. I know. I'll bring I'll bring that up in my in my segment. I'm sure you will. Yeah, I always I I have a lot to say. Actually, Charles Barkley hit it on the head the opening night of basketball the other day 
when people were talking about asterisk and stuff, he's like, he's like, if those people are really talking about it, they haven't played a goddamn sport in their life. They don't know how hard it is. Cause he's like, it's creatures of habit. And when that habit is broken, all of a sudden it gets more difficult. And the fact that you can't see friends and family makes it really, really difficult too. Um, and I'll, I'll get into the baseball one. I think I've already talked about it many times, but we'll talk about it later. So that's your third worst thing. What's your mm-hmm. third best thing? Uh, third best. <laughs> I wrote down Joe Montana saving his grandchild from a psycho. <laughs> yes. Tell people about this. This is what, this is actually one I completely forgot about. And I'm so happy you brought this up. <laughs> yeah. And we got the news broke when we were actually watching a 49ers game, which was That's right. So the news flash came into my phone. It was like Joe Montana dot, dot, dot. And I was like, Oh shit. Like I first freaked out. Cause I was like, why is Joe Montana headlining news right now? And so I like opened it up and it was like, Joe Montana rescues a infant grandchild from home invader or whatever. And so, you know, basically what happened, long story short, some crazy lady um, entered the Montana home in Malibu and uh, went in, found where their baby grandchild was sleeping or whatever, scooped up the baby to try and steal it. <laughs> and uh joe montana and his wife had to uh talk the crazy lady off the ledge and subdue her basically and call the cops and i think she did she escape i think she might have escaped out of the house and but then were, yeah malibu pd caught her i think yeah probably trying to find some other rich baby i don't know so weird but joe montana badass <laughs> Continues to to put the ball in the end zone and save people, you know? That's what he does. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Putting a smile on America's face. <laughs> yeah, you scared me when you were like, we were. I remember we were watching that game at Rock and Brews. It was a Niners-Giants game. And then you were like, oh my God, why is Joe Montana trending? I was like, <gasps> he's got no. Right? You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then you read the headlines to me. I'm like, is that fake? And uh, it, was, it was great. So I'm glad you reminded me of that. That was fun. Yeah, that was like not a scary headline to read in 2020. I mean, scary because, whoa, what the fuck? But, you know, it had the happy ending. Uh, Like speaking of that, speaking of non-happy endings. So one thing about 2020 that I'm going to go my third worst. And I one of them, I'm kind of like half kidding, but not really. I mean, it, 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 it is what it is. And choking is is something that you can witness and watch. And it's like a, it's such a slow knife. It's a slow knife into your gut. And uh, honorable mention would be our 49ers, you know, Kyle Shanahan choking in Super Bowls with Atlanta as like offensive coordinator, not running the ball. And then 49ers being up by 10 and not running the ball to keep it away from Patrick Mahomes. But it's something to watch teams like the Clippers and the Atlanta Braves both being up three games to one in their respected series and slowly, slowly losing all momentum and the, and it's a car wreck. I just think it's hilarious. I think, but it's also terrible to watch because I've been on the other side of it as a Niners fan. And I've been on the other side of just choking away, you know, leads on things. And so as a Clippers fan, for all your posturing and all your marketing and all the stuff you saw and this little Den- this little Denver team that could legitimately won three straight games 
both uh, all three of them being down by points by the way like up they were down by like 20 in each game and just slowly slowly creeping back and then as far as atlanta not only the braves but the atlanta falcons continue to just blow leads the city of atlanta right now is just choke city because it seems to be that you have a lead in the super bowl choke that out you had a lead in the nlcs choked that out then you had a lead against the Dallas Cowboys by I think like 25 points choked that game where you all just looked at the football and the onside kick and nobody wanted to pounce on it. And the Cowboys guys goes, Hey, thanks mine. And then <laughs> last week, the Falcons played Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, and they were up 28 to three and they lost that game 32 to 28, I think, or something like that. You continuously no, right. Your face says it all. <laughs> I'm like, Oh God. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like what the fuck, right? Oh, 31 to 27. Sorry. So they were up 27 to 3 and they lost 31 to 27. And Tom Brady again, you know, waves bye-bye to Matt Ryan and just kisses him on the cheek and goes, "Choke, choke." <laughs> that is really sad. And so that's my worst. It's just watching choke artists, the art of the choke being more perfected. The Clippers found a way to do it, but Atlanta, you guys are the crown champions of choke. Like you guys are wearing that crown right now, and it don't it don't look good. It's the worst thing because I like Atlanta. I think Atlanta is a cool town, and I think I have some friends from Atlanta, and it's it's great. But man, your sports stuff not not so hot of a look. It's not, hot of a look. <laughs> not, not a hot look. Hot Atlanta is not looking so hot in sports. <laughs> yeah, it's more choke Atlanta. That used to be reserved for Chokeland. Now it's Chokeland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, okay. So that's my worst. My third, my third best is uh, Brianna Stewart and the Seattle Storm uh, just destroying everybody in the WNBA bubble. I thought that that was... I like watching dominance. I don't know why. And especially when a bunch of women do it, it's even better. It's something about your psyche, maybe, that we don't know. I guess so, but... Man, those those women killed it and killed everybody in their path. They didn't lose a game. They won a lot of games by 20 or more points. Damn. <laughs> and uh, Brianna Stewart is just, you know, she ruptured her Achilles the year before, completely out of the playoffs. That team did not go anywhere. And then all of a sudden, her and Sue Bird come back at it again this year. Of course, they had their season, you know, juggled by COVID like most sports. And they end up winning the title and dominating everybody in their path. It was actually really fun to watch. So I will call that the WNBA during the bubble restart um, and the whole Black Lives Matter movement, because they were so entwined with it, was really a great moment for me. So I'm going to put that with my third best moment of the year. Okay, good. Good one. Like it. Your second worst moment of 2020 in sports. (laughs) Uh, this one I put Logan Paul boxing question mark. Um, <laughs> that was worse. That was horrible, huh? <laughs> well, it's just one I've already. Uh, my interest in boxing isn't very strong to begin with. I think it's just kind of a weird. It does just seem bought and paid for. Like it's just I don't know. It doesn't seem like that genuine of a sport. So it's like I, I'll watch it for like the big name fights and stuff. Um, that specific fight of him fighting, what's his name? Nate, Nate Robinson. Yeah, Nate Robinson. I'm like, Nate, whatever. Um, uh, interesting. But I now I'm just kind of like, okay, this douchey YouTuber is now like ugh, so, becoming a boxer. And I'm just like, 
and and the fact that he's just so cocky about himself and i'm just like i feel like it's just diluting boxing as a sport even more for me now where i'm kind of just like oh god um so that was just kind of like a like a huh moment and um so yeah i'm just kind of like what is uh i put that on there just because i'm like what is happening but it's like that's how a lot of things in 2020 went <laughs> it's like what is happening anymore yeah that fight it, i'm looking forward to this fight with mayweather hmm. Because that's that's Mayweather actually just knocks them out. I, well, I think it's happening. I think it's in February, and I, I think Mayweather's coming out of retirement. To I mean, this is what Mayweather does. He'll sell something really, really well, and then he'll show up and remember he's undefeated. So right. Um, so he's coming out of retirement. I think he. I think he took a little bit of a uh, of an offense to what happened to Nate. And I think also it's just going to generate money because pe- people like you and me think Logan Paul's a douche. Of course. And, yeah. and for me, this is what boxing has become. And it's kind of terrible because it's a farce. Like it's Mike tight. It's old dudes. It's the middle, the middleweight welterweight and heavyweight champions right now are not entertaining. They're not Mike Tyson. They're not Lennox Lewis. They're not even Klitschko was actually entertaining. Um, I love boxing. My grandmother, I have to thank for that, but, uh, it's just not, it's become this, it's become dog and pony because that's where they want to make money. Um, and the other guys just aren't as big of, um, personalities as they used to be. Mm-hmm. They just, they train really hard. They fight and they're, they're greatly, they're classically trained. They're good, but they're just not, it's kind of the problem hockey has in baseball a little bit with not having superstar Muhammad Ali type guys to really make you want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, well, I'm looking forward to February when Mayweather beats him. Oh God! Yeah, I hope he just like it's one punch. I hope it's what happened to Nate Robinson, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. Mayweather's very like the McGregor fight. Like Mayweather's very good at stretching things out to make his side bet money because he probably has side bets for how many rounds it's going to go, and then for sure, and then he'll figure it out and then fuck him up later. Well, I um, think that's what happened at like the McGregor fight. It's like you can oh. tell, like in the third round, McGregor was like, "Fuck, I'm tired." Like, yeah, can- yeah. <laughs> and I was watching that fight with a UFC buddy of mine who's a huge UFC fan, and he's like, McGregor's going to beat Mayweather. And I was like, you can't fake boxing, dude. Boxing is way more difficult than, than ultimate fighting. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. fake it. You can't fake it at all. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens in February. What is your second best thing of sports? Second best. I put uh, Naomi Osaka for her U.S. Open performance. Uh, I put it in parentheses for existing, but also eloquently taking her stance in the BLM movement and utilizing her platform in a very like elegant way. She wore seven different masks with seven different names on it for each of her games. And she's just, she's done things in, um, and yeah, in, in elegant eloquence, all of it. And she's just like a really good role model. Um, and I love, following her and watching her just like be a badass. And um, she's like, she's talked about how she kind of grew up being way more reserved, quiet, not really an outspoken person. Um, But now she's like, you know, now that I have this platform, it's like my duty to take part in this, to like make my stance known, make how I feel known and everything like that. So I think I just admire her and, um, the way that she 
presents herself, I think is like an awesome, it's, it's made me want to actually follow tennis <laughs> because of her, ironically, not like, not because of Venus or Serena, like they've been around forever, but for some reason, like she's just very inspiring to me. And I don't, I don't know why. I think she's amazing. I think she's incredible. When she beat Serena the first time, uh, I was like, oh, this, she's the next one in line. You know, mm-hmm. uh, she didn't get to face uh, Serena this year. Uh, Rosarenka came back after four years off and beat Serena, which I thought was pretty cool. And I got to hand it to Rosarenka for being in the final against um, Naomi. And the fact that Naomi lost the first set, which is really difficult to come back from. And she just was like, I got this. It was mm-hmm. Kobe-esque as she wore the Kobe jersey at the end, too. Yep. Um, my second worst thing. I, I also love Naomi Osaka. She is the future. The future of tennis is in such good hands with her. Cause she's fucking good. She's going to beat everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, James Harden and other NBA players of strip club addiction is my second worst <laughs> thing of sports. <laughs> please, please say more. Cause I don't like, I think I know what you're talking about, but I feel like maybe you have a, something specific. <laughs> so Lou Williams, obviously going to the magic city, getting himself some chicken wings while also getting on a lap dance and also wearing the official uh, bubble mask of the NBA or actually twirling it around. I don't think he was wearing it. Um, kind of ruined <laughs> things for the Clippers and James Harden, who is being a big baby about wanting to be traded from Houston uh have Isn't go- just a big baby though <laughs> no he is a big baby and like he showed up like overweight to camp um he also i, I want to look up photos yeah look up look up photos of him taking shots it's kind of funny you know um, James, let's do this yeah yeah and then uh he went to a strip club with a couple of other rockets players and they just had to be in COVID quarantine. They ended up canceling the game just because there were so many of them having to be in COVID uh, protocol. And I just don't understand this whole thing. You have a job, you get paid, and you have responsibilities. You get paid a lot of money. A lot of money that a lot of people would love to have. And all they need to do is just show up on the court. Remember, James, you don't have to win games right now. You just want to get traded, but at least show up and play the game. But all these dudes just going to strip clubs, I just, I don't understand it. I don't get it. And they're just getting in trouble. And it's like, I think that's the biggest thing for me is the selfishness of a lot of these players and their own entitlement toward regular Joe people that, that have to go to the supermarket or work at the you know, first responders or have to do all that. They don't get paid as much as you do. And all you're here to do is really entertain people, which is great. And you can't even just take a break. You know, you have enough money to find a service, either as escort and stripper or both, that goes through testing. Because I'm sure most madams out there right now are doing the COVID test for their high profile clients. And then their high profile clients have to take a test too. You can have them over at the house. That's it. Make everyone get tested. Derek Jeter was the man when it came to, you come to my house, cell phone in the basket. No one takes pictures in my house. No one does anything. Cell phone or my party, cell phone in the basket. And these guys need to learn a little bit of class and a little bit of privacy so that they can party all they want, but make sure everyone gets COVID tested before they're allowed to come into the private party. You know? Um, Yeah, I'm 
you can even make it like kind of fun. Like the strippers have a fancy mask. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. And you've got I, I the imagine money. like little like tinsel shit dangling down from a mask. Like you can make it a thing. It's See, fine. you're already you're already marketing for it. You already got the fashion for it. And I'm the one that's like, you don't have an apartment. It's not like you have, a, you have a neighbor gonna be mad at you for your party. You probably live on acres of land. You have a mansion. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, dude. Like you don't need to go down to a grimy strip club. And I'm like pretty sure that you don't go to strip clubs for like their faces. So <laughs> just have them wear a mask and uh, get over it. You know what I mean? So that's my that's my second worst thing is just this obsession with strip clubs. I just can't. You're ruining things. Yep. Uh, the second best thing, though, this year that I saw was Sarah Fuller being the first female in a Power 5 conference kicking field goals and kicking off uh, Vanderbilt mm-hmm. against Missouri. Now, I don't think this is I don't know if this is women coming to play professional football or, or even collegiate football, but it was pretty badass to watch her do that and get like you know the pats on the back of like hell yeah man yeah let's go like you kick that extra point kick that kickoff you know and and, and <laughs> yeah. on the sideline in full helmet and pads i thought was really cool and then of course the social media reaction of you know vanderbilt alumni having their daughters come downstairs and be like five six seven years old being like is she playing like i thought that was really really cute um, yeah so that was definitely something for me that i really really enjoyed so that was number two for me sarah fuller Shout out to you. All right. We've reached number one, Alex. What was the worst thing you saw in sports this year? For me personally, and I'm sure you'll agree, it was just the Niners eating it full season. Just such a contrast from last year, every Sunday being like a day of celebration and fucking excitement and being able to be like, how about the Niners? Like every week. And now it's like, just a heavy sigh it's just a heavy sigh and hope that like i hope it's not too bad is like how it changed so i mean luckily yesterday's game gave me a little bit of happiness it was like man i get i'm seeing like that effort i'm seeing like the teamwork i'm seeing like some good shit but uh but yeah it was just i was so excited for football to come back had a couple of good games at the very beginning of the season but then it was just like week to week, them dropping like flies. And it was kind of took the fun out of football season. <laughs> the injury situation for the Niners is definitely unprecedented. No, they have a record. They will have this record. And hopefully you don't want it to be broken <laughs> for how many the players they have. That we won at was most injuries. Yeah, that's what we won. We conquered most injuries of all time, all time, all time. Um, yeah. And especially it's. Pro Bowl players was like number one. It was insane. Um, difficult to watch, but glad that they pulled out a win against Arizona and upset their playoff chances. And maybe they can help with Seattle next week and make the Rams the champs or something. Rams look like dog shit though. So um, no, they did. I mean, they lost to the Jets and then they lost, they got pretty much did, taken care of by the Seahawks today. So uh, the uh, LA Rams or the St. Louis Rams because the Rams never came back, as I tell every fair weather Rams fan. Um, they just, they don't, they don't come back. Um, and I'm also a charger brand logo redo away from rooting for that team. I, I really, I really, really like Justin Herbert. I think he's a really good quarterback. 
So they'll be good to watch at the least. We'll they have a really talented team, and I I would really like them to turn the corner next year. But I again I can't like the Chargers because they're San Diego for me still. But if they rebrand to like I don't know the LA Vatos or something, I'm I'm in. I'm in. We'll, I'm I get in. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the worst thing in sport? Or that was the worst thing. What was the best thing in sports this year? Um, I put uh, Lakers actually pulling off the championship win. And mostly, mostly because of just the loss of the Lakers history and legend of Kobe Bryant this year. It was just kind of like poetry. It was like it was like a little bit of justice happened, just like a little bit of like, okay, I know that he would be smiling right now. You know what I mean? That kind of like little feeling of like at least something kind of worked out for LA. <laughs> um, it sucks that no celebration or parade could have happened because I that would have been like an amazing, you know, ceremony to to see. And I wanted like Vanessa Bryant to like give them a trophy, you know what I mean? Like that would be like so cool. But I had it all played out in my head. But uh but yeah, so I put for for my own uh experience that was a, a good positive at least for the city of LA. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 100%. Um, the worst thing I saw, going back to your football injuries this year, my number one worst thing was NFL's lack of accountability for COVID and the rescheduling of games, the injuries of, of certain players because there was no preseason, and also sloppy-ass football all up and down Thursday night games, Monday night games, Tuesday night games, because you had to reschedule fucking teams, Saturday games, because why not? There was a Christmas day game that I had no fucking idea. And it was the Saints and the Vikings. And Mm -hmm. I was like, why? Nobody, nobody asked for Christmas day football, unless it falls on a Sunday or a Monday. No, absolutely not. I'm sorry. And that was something to me that was a dog shit game anyway. And it's like, this flex thing needs to be changed. But, but the fact that the, the Steelers got affected by it, the Ravens got affected, the Titans had to be, you know, bills and all that. The COVID protocol bullshit, not being playing in a bubble, letting fans in the stadium. Like, it's just, it's been terrible. It's been terrible. Um, like a lot of organizations, it was very, and just humanity, I think, it was very half-assed. It was like, oh, we test everyone every day. And if, you know, we have a COVID reserve, like all this stuff. And it was kind of like, okay, but you're also not in a bubble. You're traveling. You're also letting some people in the stadium. So it's like, you're, it's like you wash the dishes, but you didn't put them in the drying rack and you didn't put them away. You know what I mean? It's like you did little, you almost did something, but like you didn't really follow through. More than anything, it's just, you took your plate to the sink and that's it. Actually, you didn't even wash shit. <laughs> yeah. That's more what it is. If you're using that analogy, that's what I looked like. So, so that was the like, just put the put the plate in there and wash it. Put it in the fucking sink and walked away. You're like, at least I took it off the table. You know, <laughs> it's stupid. It, it's and you know, I'm not saying this. If someone's gonna come at me and be like, oh, because your Niners suck this year, it's like, no, 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 no. I I. I'm a sports, that's why I have this podcast. I root for other teams. I have my personal teams and I have other teams that I root for and other players that I like. But at the same time, it's like, what happens if we're in the playoffs? This is a scary thought and a COVID outbreak happens. Are you really, like, that's really going to fuck things up. You're really going to think twice about this whole season. So 
Um, so far, it's still, I would have said this, COVID or not, that the Chiefs were the favorite. They still look fucking good. So it's Patrick Mahomes, the most boring man in the world, versus everybody else. The most awkward man in commercials, yes. The worst actor in commercials and the most boring man in America, but man, he's fucking talented and he's good. Um, <laughs> and he puts ketchup on everything. Hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your, hide your ketchup. So I saw that in a commercial and was that, is that legit? Or yeah, he like eats ketchup by the bottle. Oh, fuck. I never eat those dino nuggets. Like <laughs> the dino chicken nuggets. That's like his favorite meal. And he just, it's more ketchup than nuggets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing I saw this year, obviously, was both the Lakers and the Dodgers. First time since 1988, the year that yours truly was born. City of champions. Los Angeles is the place to be. And the crazy thing is they might do it again this year. (laughs) The Lakers got better and every, every baseball team just is not paying their players right now. And the Dodgers are like, we we're holding on everybody else. So, you know, good luck. Um, So that'd be nice. But yes, watching the city of LA get its Kobe title. uh, Cause I really feel like that, that title was for Kobe and, and Jeannie and, and Vanessa, the Bryant family, um, for Jeannie to get her first title away from her brother and her father, and for Vanessa to and her family to have healing, they they did it in Kobe's memory. And I felt like LeBron and Anthony Davis answered the challenge to that. And then the great LA drought of sixteen days, um, the Dodgers put it together. They put it together by a, a swell miscue of management by the Rays and not leaving their pitcher in there. That's a Dodgers. That's a Dodgers move, which which cracked yeah. me up. I was like, "Are they gonna? Did they not learn anything from watching us for the last seven seasons?" Like, that was so sad watching that go down. I was like, "Poor Blake Snell." I'm he's so- he's on the trade block right now, by the way, too, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> so, I would not. I cannot look at my manager straight in the face. We'd have to have some therapy sessions to for me to want to play for you again after yeah. that. That was pretty bad. Um, but yeah, watching the, the city of Los some good, they need to use some good I feel statements for each other. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you just suck and should have left me in. That's that'd, that'd be my first one. I feel like you made a shit decision. <laughs> yeah. And I feel I read a book. So <laughs> that told me not to leave you in that long. Um so so yes, LA being title town, uh the hardest for anyone that Basketball aside, I thought basketball did a great job of its playoffs, but baseball, there was no fucking reason for there to be three way three rounds to get to the World Series. It's never happened before. There's no reason for it. Please don't do it next year. They haven't talked about it next year. Don't do it. This is so stupid. This is this is why the Astros made the ALCS. We don't want this ever again. Ever again. Absolutely not. So no. No, 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 no. The hardest, uh, one of the hardest titles to ever win, just stupid. Plus the no, the no days off. Baseball, you need you need days off to rest your pitchers. This is stupid, unprecedented. So we'll see what happens next year as they return to their stadiums. I know fans will be allowed in the uh, COVID the COVID devil may care places, but uh, we know here we'll will not have fans until we're all vaccinated. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so it was my best. Okay. Best and worst of 2020. Give me your three worst right now. Okay. Three worst. Three worst. I'm going to say, I'll go third 
was just seeing uh, people and humanity turning into like utter assholes and idiots, uh, whether it be, well, it all gets looped into one. I put politics slash pandemic, but it became one thing. Um, so seeing people turn on each other, like, you know, Democrats want, you know, this and they want us to be reliant and you know, like, you know, all this crazy shit, accusing each other of stuff and blaming different political parties. Um, Republicans don't care that much. They would rather everyone just get sick and who gives a shit kind of thing. And it's like, you know, we're not, we can't make a, a deadly virus um partisan and like a political issue and i feel like people definitely use that as like a platform to hate on each other even more politically also didn't help that it fell on election year <laughs> um although i will say that because of the pandemic this year i do think that's why donald trump lost his uh election because a lot of people people that actually do care about public health and safety saw how he acted or didn't react really um and they changed their minds I, I had i had good friends that were have been republicans and are on the more conservative side and even supported trump in 2016 and then in 2020 decided not to so it was you know thanks to covid for something um so but it was just the overall like the shitty humanity like people just being even shittier to each other than we were before um which is kind of mind-boggling um second worst i was gonna say the loss of alex trebek because i fucking love that guy he's even my other favorite alex like now that he's gone it's like you yourself yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We, we and him were pretty much the best so that kind of hurt and you know i mean it wasn't surprising but it was just like Damn. Like, I knew before 2020 came to a close, that we we're going to have, like, another shit loss. Like, it was, was going to be, like, a beloved figure in pop culture was going to was gonna go. And, of course, a little, a little pop culture gem like Alex Trebek. Um, top top worst was Kobe Bryant and Gigi Bryant dying together in a plane crash. And that was, you helicopter, know... Helicopter. 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 Um, helicopter crash. Not plane. Or helicopter, sorry. Um, but, uh, and that was so early on in the year that I feel like it was just, just like a shit omen on 2020. And I remember recently watching this slideshow video that the LA Times created about like 2020, reviewing 2020, basically, just with a slideshow of images. And it literally starts out with like a picture of them. And I was like, ah, it just literally sets the tone like it literally set the tone for everything and then it was like riots donald trump's bs like the george floyd shit the brianna taylor shit like fires fires in australia fires in california like at just month after month week after week it was like what the fuck <laughs> yeah definitely we hit an apex moment in history i feel like i, I uh people mm -hmm. waited to what 1919 or or the end of world war to or like what they when we got into world war ii 1941 so um yeah i agree with you 100 percent. that's actually my worst thing is just covid and the handling of the mishandling of everything covid is my worst thing um but like one of the worst looks i ever thought i felt like was and i've interviewed the man i met him a couple times smoky robinson saying chanica was pretty bad <laughs> 
I watch didn't the- even know that. Oh, watch the video after we're done. It's great. He says, happy, I don't know who you are, but happy Chanukah. And he realized he doesn't, he just never heard of, he claims he had never heard of Hanukkah before. And, um, I know. So that was my third worst. My second, my second worst was Kobe, Gigi, and the other nine people on that helicopter. Um, I just, that was like, you're right. It set the tone. It was awful, especially for this city to lose a favorite son and a, and a family member. Um, And uh, it just, uh, I had never seen my mom react to something like that. And I don't know, maybe ever. Um, so that was hard, heartbreaking and people know how I feel about that. And it just set us on this snowball of what was to come. We didn't even know what was to come. And people that aren't sports fans or not from LA, they, they may not think that, you know, it's somebody that's always around, but they, they, you know, it's gone now. And there's been a lot of that this year. I think the loss where there's Chadwick Boseman, Alex Trebek, um, Sean Connery, you know, like people Ruth that Bader Ginsburg. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I mean, people <laughs> that so many people just checked out, and uh, it's unfortunate. Um, but that that's life, and you have to find life finds a way to move on and move forward and use it to help the steps you take forward. And yeah, the worst thing ever was just the mishandling of all leadership at every level of a government that we pay taxes to consistently not only on the federal level, but on the state level. Mm-hmm. That was my worst thing in 2020. And then COVID and irresponsible idiots no, not taking it seriously, trying to spread lies. I mean, the internet is a bitch. It is a, a Medusa tentacle fucking thing that can warp people's minds, especially when they're all at home and that we saw a lot of that. And a lot of people that shouldn't have opinions out of them. You know, or shouldn't be allowed to speak having opinions, unfortunately. But that's what the internet does. Um, and we look at our shows, you know, right now as a podcast. Like whoever listens to this, like thank you, we appreciate you. And whoever, you know, uh, doesn't, whatever, it doesn't matter. But at the same time, I would not be able to do this in 1992. Um, but here we are in 2020. So uh, best stuff. What's your three? What's your three best of 2020? What's the lights? Yeah, that's <laughs> what's up? Uh- I said, let's end on a good note. Yes, high notes. Um, so my third, I put the SpaceX Dragon Crew, which was the first time we had sent astronauts up to the International Space Station, and like I forgot how long, but that happened back in May, and I remember like, you know, we were a few months into everything being shut down and not having much to do, and it was just like a cool thing to like watch on live on TV, you know, like SpaceX launching this. Uh, rocket and uh, it was just I don't know it was really cool I really liked it Bob and Doug the the crew made it safely um, and so it was just like a cool moment a space moment I feel like we had a little a few of those this year um, that was one that I kind of I forgot about and I was thinking back and I was like oh wait that was really cool to watch so I want to like make note of that um, and <laughs> uh, I'll put number two as Trump losing sorely and asterisk emphasis in bold letters on sorely because the fact that this dude is like so in denial that he actually lost that even like his own former supporters are like dude like stop like everything was done legally everything was done by the book like states certain states like recounted numerous times for you like 
his own legal counsel was like, nah, dude, like we can't, like, there's nothing to sue over. So it's just, uh, it was kind of like a, a, a sweet little moment of like, I mean, how else would he have lost? Of course he's going to lose via such a sore loser, but it was just like, someone's going to have to drag this guy out of the white house, like kicking and screaming. Like what? I'd pay for that. I'd watch it. I'd pay to watch it. Oh yeah. Amazon Prime, please broadcast that. <laughs> pay $80 to watch that, and that money can go to, uh, you know, COVID relief or, or, or unemployment fund or something. I mean, I'm curious about how Inauguration Day is going to go. Like, former leader is supposed to welcome new leader. Like, He's not going to do it. It's going to be so... I, is he just going to... Is he now going to bounce? Is he going to barricade himself in the bathroom? Like, what is going to happen? I smell a South Park in the closet episode. Oh, oh, yes! And Kanye's coming back for that? Like, oh, yes. Oh, oh you didn't buy his uh, Christmas album? Kanye's uh, He Has Risen Christian album now? No. <laughs> <laughs> and what was your best thing of this year? Was uh, Best thing. I put overall um, seeing women being empowered and finding their voice, I think, like, more so... More so than ever before, I would say. And then a, lo- a lot of that also has to do with now us having our first female vice president. Like, that was an interesting little slideshow recap I watched. I forgot what company put it together, but they just did a slideshow of every vice president ever. And it was just like, hairy old white dude, hairy old white dude, bald old white dude, old white dude with a crazy mustache, old white dude, old white dude, old white dude, old white dude, over and over and over and over. And then it was like Kamala Harris. And I was like, damn, like, it's just like a cool, dope, it's a dope thing to see and like actually witness. Like, and I know, I mean, they all have haters. I know there's people that hate her and want to bash her for a million things. But like, anytime I've heard the lady speak, I admire it. I respect it. And she actually sounds fucking intelligent and can put together sentences um, and speak intelligently. <laughs> and it's very refreshing. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm excited. I, I feel like um, the U.S. specifically kind of hit rock bottom in 2020. So I, I honestly don't think we can go lower. So that's why I'm kind of optimistic for 2021 for that specifically it's like i i think we're gonna be just in better hands overall and i think people overall no matter what you stand for necessarily your personal beliefs but i think we all want things to improve and get better we want to feel better we want to walk out of our doors and not be scared to come near our neighbor because we don't know if they're sick or they just sneezed. You know, sneezing is illegal right now. You get looked at sideways for sneezing. Out Which is not one of the symptoms, by the way. <laughs> but goddamn those spit particles, they come near me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Though. Spit particles can come near you, but it's not one of the symptoms of sneezing. It means you have allergies. Or a piece of dust just got up your nose, bro. Yeah. Reminds you of the men in black moment where Will Smith's like, he's not snarling. He's sneezing. I would so, I like someone to come up and pop me while I'm taking a tissue break, you know? <laughs> um, I, three best things. Nandi Bush, Bushell is her name. Challenging Dave Grohl to drum off. This kid is amazing. If you don't follow her on social media, you should. Amazing drummer, prodigy. And she, 
hung out with Dave Grohl on Zoom and got to watch that. And she beat him on a couple of drumming challenges. I thought that was cool. And he's admitted like she beat me, which I think is really cute. Oh. Um, and she's only 10. Just another reason to love Dave Grohl. <laughs> yeah. And she did a Slipknot cover, I think yesterday. And she was like, my first time learning double bass pedal. And it was like, you're really like, holy God. And she was singing the song and doing everything. And Jay Weinberg, who is the drummer for Slipknot, commented and was like, I, I can't believe you're so good. This is ridiculous. You know, and she just killed a Slipknot song yesterday. It was incredible. Uh, she's, so she's when been, is Corey Taylor gonna go do a song with her? <laughs> yeah, Corey Taylor replied to her too. He was like, "I love you, like you're so good." Blah blah blah. So she's great. yeah, it's it's great. And Corey Taylor, I've met before, I interviewed him a couple times. He's he's very very nice. Um, which is funny because it slipped back. But, but <laughs> yeah, don't don't let that hoarse voice that he may have sometimes. Those first two Slipknot albums are fucking majestic. They're so good. <laughs> Um, they're so I do I love the self-titled album and I love Iowa's Iowa's an intense record it's so good um, <laughs> you ever just want to rage out while you're working out or you're stuck in traffic in LA and I just pop that first album on so good um, <laughs> my second thing is Nathan Apodaca better known as 420 Dogface uh, just watching a guy zen out like everything's gonna be alright then to hear the fact that dreams, which is a great Fleetwood Mac song that um, would rise in the chat. And, and to hear some of the idiot people going like, Ooh, who's that new artist? <laughs> um, you know, that happens. A lot of the, 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 the Swifties out there, uh, you know, that's what an album sounds like. That's really recorded well. Um, and then to hear his story about, he lived in a trailer most of his life. And because of all this and the sponsorships, him and his daughter have been able to move into a new house in Idaho. Um, and he was in a Snoop Dogg video and that, that, that just goes, and he has such a positive outlook in life to hear him speak and being interviewed is what people needed, I think. Um, so it's positive positivity. And I love that. And that he was chill and he was cool. I wonder who is going to use him for a Super Bowl commercial. Cause you know, he's coming out. Oh yeah. If you lose, if you use little Nas X for a Super Bowl commercial last year, <laughs> or 20 dog face, Nate Apodaca, he's coming, man. He's coming for mm-hmm. you. Like maybe Ocean Spray will put it up. And yeah, we'll- maybe Ocean Spray will do a commercial. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my number one thing of 2020 was the remember how we talked about choking earlier, and we talked about when you had the ball and you fumble the ball, right? The slow death of the Trump administration. Watching that unfold, every little piece of the it was like an advent calendar, just every little piece coming to, coming away. To the point where we got into these debates to where Kamala Harris's I'm speaking, which took off like wildfire, which I thought was fantastic, mm-hmm. to seeing every single day the the weak saga of an election, just finding out the state's gonna turn blue, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, grimy from the, you know, from the Philadelphia flyers coming in and all the Philadelphia people just getting hammered and voting for Biden and all that. Um and getting to a point now where he's losing more and more every day. Like, it's like my lawsuits and my recounts and all that. It's just not happening. Dude, you actually lost by more this one state. Sorry, we recounted and you actually lost by more. It's, it's a slow death. And mm-hmm. I've enjoyed every trip down the slide, you know? Mm-hmm. So every little, every little inch we go down the slide more and more till I feel like there will be a climax in January 20th where he just doesn't show up. And uh, hopefully there'd be some FBI agents with handcuffs would be the ultimate, uh, 
chapter in this country's sad history. Uh, yeah, I just imagine like Melania just being like, bye, with a Louis Vuitton bags, and then Trump just not coming out. <laughs> right. And then, you know, divorce proceedings happen, and then she testifies against her husband. That, that would be, and she gets immunity for it because that's possible. That would be great. It would just, it would just be the end of, um, of that this sad period of, of America excess and stupidity. crazy crazy ass history that has happened this year like oh god so yeah so Biden and Harrison having the first um, female vice president who's a heartbeat away uh, you know the universe be with Joe Biden please keep him healthy and, and alive but she's a heartbeat away to us having our first female president so um, and she's you know of color which is even better so you know, and she's a Cali- California, like, <laughs> that's right, baby. Oakland. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, bro. That's some, you know, Indiana weird fucking mug- guy with a fly on his fucking head, um, <laughs> which was one of the fa- honorable that, mention moment. That photo was in the slideshow from the LA Times as well. Just straight, like, fly on his head. <laughs> Flies are attracted to pieces of shit. I say it all the time. That's true. Um, so yeah, so what a year the show will be back next year, folks. Uh, I, I, for all of you here that have started and stuck with me and I know I've been a little bit lazy and you and I've been a little bit lazy in that regard, but it's been the holidays. Oh yeah. Uh, So our score right now, we're going to get into playoff football next year, but our score right now after the Thanksgiving games, Alex 33, Max 32. (laughs) It's neck and neck. So we're going to have to do the tiebreakers when we get to the playoffs, which start in January. So we're back next month for a whole new round of Max's Mad World of Sports. Maybe Alex will take home the crown. Yay, what do I win? I'll get you a gift card. I'll take you to dinner or something. I'll do something oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Maybe there are places to go to dinner by then. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe by Super Bowl time, like if, you're, if you've been vaccinated or whoever, maybe we could go to Rockers yeah. or something. I'll, I'll buy you. I'll buy you beers and dinner. I don't care. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, steak dinner. Woo-hoo. I miss I miss just like I miss rock and bruise, dude. I felt safe. There was plexiglass everywhere. Like I want to go back. That's the unsung hero of 2020, plexiglass. It's it's mm-hmm. a new thing. Who would have thought? If someone would have told you that on New Year's Eve 2019, that the biggest player in 2020 was plexiglass and hand invest, invest in plexiglass, invest in cloth masks or cloth, just cloth. Purell. Paper and towels and Purell and, and all paper. That. Yeah. Anything cleaning products, just throw all your money into Clorox. Just throw all your money into Clorox. <laughs> um, well, it's been it's been great. Happy New Year, everybody. Onward to 2021. We'll catch you then. We'll catch you next year. And be safe. We can only go up from here. So what, 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 what.